Anderson. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very G'day Rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the last position of the preseason, baby, it's the fullback, it's the Ferraris. I'm your oh, host, Natty. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, with me is riding shotgun in the Rubdown reveal is the Stats Wizard. Wooker, what's going on, mate? Mate, it's been a big fucking preseason, Grueling, I'll tell you what, like, holy shit. As it always shit. is. <clears throat> Like doing doing all the stuff on Patreon is just taking taking it back back room to another level. It's about so. it's about time you did something, to be honest. I, I think so, mate. <laughs> I think so. Let's crack them, eh? Mm. Cheers, brother. Uh, mate, it's been good. Um, some good study. Watched a couple of the games over the weekend. Yeah, talk um, to me. So, look, a couple of the Broncos really stood out. Um, I was really happy with a, f- uh, a few of them. Smoothie played really well. Um, definitely showed why he was the um, Q Cups Hooker of the Year last season. Dean Mariner. Like, he's got some toe in him um, okay. for a center. It's really good. Tristan Saylor played really well. Um, and then on the, the Dolphins side, Isaiah Katoa. Um Far out, the the Panthers must be kicking themselves, letting that guy go. But my God, he, he stuck behind Luai and um, clearly he probably wouldn't have got a chance. But my God, he's got some talent in him. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm big on this kid, and I mm. sort of think that it's going to take. It's only going to take one bad game for Milford, and they're yeah, going to go. Kato, you're up, champ. Let's go. Yeah, and, and I think look, if they if they start in a winning route, like a, a winning mode. Maybe it might take half a season for him to get a start, but look, if they if they put down like three, four losses in a row, big Katoa chance they might do. Come in. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh well, yeah. you, you look at you look at who they who they got first. Roosters first up. Are Go you on. taking the six dollars for the for the fans? Go on. <laughs> exactly. it's a nice little training run for the Roosters to kick off the season. Love it. Yeah, it's a not nice little stash, Katoa. To be honest, on your bench. Oh, hundred percent. Perfect seventeenth pick. Mm. Um, if you've got. If you've got a little bit of space on your on your bench, um, obviously this year it's a bit harder. So if you've gone, if your league has done the coward option, um, put on a few extra <laughs> extra picks at the back end. Yeah, then he's definitely got one to consider because he is going to get a start this season at some point. Yeah, I like it, um, mate. Patreon. Any updates there? Any movement in the rankings? Any new sheets oh, available? Been- there's been some big movements in the rankings and just movements in general, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we've um, we've had a few posts of late. I'm, I just have to bring it up because there's been, <laughs> been coming thick and fast. Mate, so. you've been working hard. You've been working, ripping working and tearing. There's been there's been a few few people requesting certain things. We've been we've been trying to trying to do as much as we can because um, we obviously had a bit of a plan for what we we're going to um, send out for preseason, but obviously it's been a bit more. Um, popular and expected so yeah we're just trying to um give people as much info as we can to help with the draft so there's going to be an update to the draft chart coming uh this weekend uh in time for people's drafts um now that we'll be finishing up the um like the last position being the fullback um we sent across the top 10 sleepers top 10 busts in the last few days 
we had a dual positions post, um, just noting that we didn't have the um, the error in the top 10 jewels. We, we've got 30 of the top jewels um, for the 2023 season. We've ranked them, bit of a vibe play. Um, some of them are um, uh, based on what we think they'll they'll score. Some of them is based on the valuable, valuable ability of the of the um the position that they play fuck it bro we're all rank sluts we're oh, all rank sluts, rank sluts. Love, it. love it but <laughs> with, with all the rankings we usually put a few details about the um some of the key stats that that drive the, the decision for us so be their um, strength of schedule be their um last season's um average what we predict they're gonna average um we've added in a few things for um for the Patreon tomorrow for the, the full whack post. So we'll be looking and doing a bit of a dive into the um, the try involvements and the line break involvements, as well as the power base for each of the top 20 um, fullbacks. So it's pretty pretty interesting. Um, it it does point out a few things, and I'll get to it when we when we start uh, ripping through the the fullbacks. But yeah, it kind of gives a bit of a guide as to how how these players are obviously scoring. It's not not going to be a huge surprise, but um, some of the um, the really high um, high ceiling and potential potentially high scoring players. Yeah, I I'm, I don't want to give too too much away. I love it, bro. It's yeah. it we'll, is. We'll, this also, thing- we'll also be coming up with a, an updated top thirty. So you alluded to a few changes um, a bit earlier. So obviously, with the confirmed news that at some point um, Garrick will be changing to center, um, he's plummeted down our rankings. Um, still in the top thirty, but there's a number of players that we fancy ahead of him now. Yep. Yep. For sure, bro. Mate, it's it's an absolute beast at the moment. You are creating some sort of draft fucking stats Frankenstein's monster over there and I love it. Well, I mean, to be honest, we didn't think the preseason was going to be as big as this. We no. thought it was going to be more so no. the um uh the in-season stuff. So, we've got all the in-season stuff absolutely Nikki and if you have a look at, at some of the first posts, you'll see that it's um yeah, it, it wasn't as quite as polished as um uh, as it is now. Yeah, we had plans of just doing like a top 30 and having it on the Patreon. But pretty much, yeah. as as it goes, we get a little a bit obsessed and uh, yeah. we pick it, up, pick it up and run with it. But yeah, it's all good. It's all for you guys. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into some sledges. And oh my <laughs> lord, bro, these, the sle- these sledges. <laughs> Every week I say they're coming thick and fast. But in the last sort of week... There's just been an influx of absolute rip snorters, like things that are making me laugh. I read them, and then a day later I laugh about it. Like, so I might read it because it takes you a day to understand them, or possibly. But I just think about it, and just just makes me happy or or warm inside. So let's read a couple of them. Uh, let's go with this one here. This is a good one. Okay. Um, I can't read the full uh, heading, but it says two blokes that are all froth and I guess something else. But, but it says lady rubber here. So rubette. Oh. So our yes. first sledge from a rubette and she does not fucking miss, bro. Listen to this. There is more. <laughs> oh, man, I'm already laughing. There is more joy in flicking my bean to Stephen Hawking than listening to you two gronks. That's the start. 
<laughs> it's already it's already top five. Fuck, man. Then it goes Wooker. Oh God. You've, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that starts with Wooker. Yeah. Comma. Wooker. You've got about as much confidence as a 16-year-old boy trying to lose his virginity. Is it because you're still waiting to pop your cherry with a win in this draft league? I can't tell if the incoherent mumbling about stats is legit. It sounds like you're busy trying to fight your way out of a wet paper bag. Natty. The man with the 70s porn star mustache and tacky tats. You really know how to make a <laughs> you really know how to make bad decisions and stick by them. Since you won't let up with the dribble about how good your team is, we the rubbers deserve an explanation on why you still haven't won your own listeners league. Ooh. I reckon I'd make more money betting on two flies crawling up a wall than I will taking your tips for my team this season. Fuck, that's good. <laughs> that start. That start went, is went all... in hard. Um, oh, bro. Then like I'll just move on. This uh, this next one, the start of this next one is what I've been laughing at for the last 3 days. So this is the heading. Worst podcast ever. Five stars. Listening to the rub down is my absolute favorite thing to do. If I've already listened to all of the Guru's 300 daily episodes and made out with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's good. And made out with my dad. Well done. Oh, it's, God. A, it's a bit of a, um, a nice, nice little spider gun. Yeah. I like that. And then it goes on further. The fact that these numpties came last in their listener league proves the only reason they think they are any good at draft is because their loveless league is because, is because it is full of guys like Natty's dad who is use, using Windows 95 and dial-up internet. The SC mock draft bots could pick a better team. Walker sounds like he's recording every episode while he's taking a dump in the bathroom, and Natty has a weird speech impediment that seems to only apply to word to the word warriors. If you listened to these guys last year, you would have picked Connor Watson and TPJ in round two and let IPAP slide. You may have been you may have ended up with Billy Walters in your team, but I don't think anyone was dumb enough to follow that advice. They, they did get Heinz right, though, which they mentioned about 17 times per episode. There are many, thing, there are many things... Heinz cool, though? <laughs> there are many things a man can do with his time. Sticking needles in your eyes is better than this. Cool sound bites, though. Five stars. <laughs> Fuck, that's good, man. Like, they, um, man, I'll leave you with one last one because you're going to love this one. It's called... Natty and his frustrations, five stars. Righto, rubbers and rubettes, it's time to get off Wooker's case. It's time to shift our attention to Natty and his sexual frustrations. Natty, you act as if you are still still in high school, rubbing yourself off to anything and everything. I haven't seen you in real life, but boy, I bet you've got, got a set of forearms on you. The most basic supercoach statistic, and it sounds like you've smacked two blue pills and got a full rock, mate. Is everything all right at home with the miso? Go get yourself a $50 massage and a cheeky $10 payment at the end, if you know what I mean. Love the potty and keep up the rubbing. Bring the draft sheet. Bring on the draft sheet. Can't wait. Nice. He's, he's nailed you with a, with a small small child. Definitely <laughs> definitely sexually frustrated. Oh, man. I'm, I'm really thoroughly enjoying these. Oh man! If you want to have they're, a laugh, they're crea- bro, they're creative too. Go because there's eighty, there's ninety of the. How many is there? 
There's like 90 of them on there, right? So Fucking if you hell. want to have a laugh, just scroll through our reviews, man. And it's just <laughs> sledge after sledge and they're all good. This year with the with the last – and there's there's a couple more I'll, like I'll say for another podcast. But the last sort of eight sledges that have come in are all top tier. Yeah. Like this is – they're taken to a new level. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think people won't – weren't really comfortable with where they could how far they could take it and nah, um they're going that's fucking gone out that we know this time they're going for it baby like that that one with the making out with my dad i'd like like i said i just stop and i laugh about it daily now i just think that's the best start to a sledge fuck that's good yep. we have got we have got a bit of a, a task on our hands trying to pick winners here, bro. I, I think it's going to be difficult yep. to narrow it down. Yep. Normally, we just do it via WhatsApp, but I think we're going to have to I have to call you up and we're going to have to go through these sledges systematically and rate them out of 10 and yep. then go back and pick the highest ranked ones. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the way. Fuck the, me. the only way. Mm, so good. Keep them coming, guys. Yeah. Um, It'll close 14th of February, Valentine's Day. 14th of February. What else is? So another thing I want to talk about is mock drafts. So people talking about uh, us running mock drafts. Uh, I think the easiest way is if you want to do one, pick a time, pick a day and a time and message us, DM us on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and we will post up that day, that day and time and say, jump in. So some people yep. are getting sick of the bots and the mock drafts with the bots. So yeah, you, you, you're better you're better off just whacking yourself off. Like honestly, yeah, you're not going to get any information um, by mock draft with bots. Yeah. So if you if you're like, yep, I'm keen for a mock draft tonight, it's going to be uh, at eight thirty. Messages and we'll just put it straight up on our story, and that way we'll say like, get in this mock draft, and that'll that way it'll get filled with rubbers. Yeah. So just and, and you and you know that it's going to be a competitive one. Yep, hundred percent. So you, you'll get some pretty good info out of it. Yep. Uh, and the last a bit of uh, housekeeping before we move on to the fullback position is we have teamed up with Bluebet this season to set up our first rub down NRL tipping comp, baby. Oh yes, let's go. That's what I like to hear. Let's go. So it's free to e- enter. Standard tipping rules, just simple shit. Get two points for a fucking correct tip. Winner takes all. Bluebet is putting up $200 to the winner. Yep, that's right. 200 cold, hard cash. Winner and takes wait, all. Wait, free entry. Free, yeah, just fucking jump in, boys. Fuck, oh. Jump in. Winner takes all. None of this fucking second gets this, third gets that. That's coward's play. Winner takes all, baby. So just download the ESPN tipping app. Or go to footytips.com.au, search the weekly rub down. The competition's called Weekly Dub, Weekly Rub Down. Just the tip, just for a second. Join the comp and let's go. Let's start tipping, baby. Let's get it get it going. Oh my god, I love that name. Yeah, it's good. It is, it's all rub down. Just a tip, yep, just yep. for a second. And of course, if you're gonna bet, bet with the bloody best, and that's blue bet, baby. Boom, gamble exactly. responsibly. You like what I did there with the alliteration? Oh, mate, you um, you bet, planned that, didn't you? If you're gonna bet, bet with the what I say, bet with the bloody best. That's <laughs> blue bet, baby. <laughs> Fuck, I've done well there. Woo. And I tell you what, it was a pretty good segue from the um, 
the last sledge as well. You and your blue balls, and then yeah. yep, blue balls, blue, balls blue bet, betting, tipping. It's all it's all the, it's all the bees. How good. <sighs> So good. Do love a punt though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cannot I do. wait for some footy. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. All right, bro. We're fucking twenty minutes in here. We haven't even talked about one fullback. Uh, let's get into it. Fullbacks. Coming out of his beat six and seven. Top the ball versus by the night. Oh wow. No, no, no. Top the ball has been every current cowboy and maybe a couple of former players too on the run to the line. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. So, disclaimer as always, these rankings will change uh, because we change our minds on the hourly, on the daily, on the weekly. Before we get into the categories, we're going to just throw out our top 10 as it stands right now. How many we got ranked on the Patreon, Wook? So, we got the top 20. Um, So, we uh, there's obviously a few jewels in there. So realistically, um, yeah, I think anyone down to pick, uh, uh, down to, sorry, the rank 14, they, they can definitely fill the uh, void as your number one um, for the season. The other the other five or six, definitely guys to consider for a bit of either rotation or a bit of injury, um, injury cover. A lot deeper than I first thought. Let's just put yeah, it that it's, way. it's it's plenty deep, and look, unless you're in a fourteen team league, it's um yeah, I think you, you should be right getting a, a half decent um fullback. But look, we'll we'll get into that when we get into the strategy, um, and it's going to be pretty clear once we start to talk through where we place them as well. Yep, cool. All right, let's punch out these top ten. Number one, our boy Turbo hasn't left. Yeah. He's there. He's always there. We love him. Get him up I here. Mean, we want to pull him. It's all about pedigree with, with Turbo. It's like we know what he can do. Um, yes, he's got a season average last year of 61. Mate, we're but- a sucker for leg breakers. He's a leg breaker. Simple as that. Yeah. Number two, Latrell Mitchell. Number three, Teddy. Number four, Drinky. Number five, Ryan Pappenhausen. Obviously, he comes with a lot, and we'll talk about that soon. Number six, Brimo. Number seven, Dylan Edwards. Eight, Ruben Garrick. Nine, King Gutho. Ten, Kalen Ponga. That's how it stands right now. Could change before draft day, but that's I'm pretty happy with that at the moment. Uh, we will talk about Pappenhausen soon because there's a lot to cover there. Uh, mm. Garrick has obviously slipped with his news uh, moving to centre, but we'll talk about him as well. But, bro, let's get into these categories. All right. Elite. The elite. Best of the best. I got a boner. <laughs> it's one to ten, the big boys, the swing and dicks. We've got Turbo. Latrell, Teddy, who do you want to talk about here, bro? Let's start with Turbo. Let's just let's just chat about Turbo. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Look, um, I think he's going to be down in people's pre-draft list, obviously because of the sixty-one. Um, he's got the pedigree, so you'll probably have at least half of the league going for him initially. Um, so look, you, you'll have to go early. You'll have to spend a, a, a pick around uh, like a round one pick, but like he ha- he can. Easily, easily be the best super coach player this season, without question, like it was a couple of years ago. Um, and look, it's not it's not a competition here. It's it's turbo, daylight second, then Latrell and Teddy. And it's it comes down to the fact that when we talked to Brian Sini 
um, on the podcast in the injury rubdown, he was not concerned about Turbo at all. And that's what I was waiting to find out. Like, we're big on him. Mm. But if Brian had gone like, oh, I'm fucking worried about this. Like, I'm going to drop him a lot. That would have sort of altered my view on Turbo. But no, Brian was pretty keen on him. Uh, I think he had him at four and we had him at three. And I think by the end of the podcast, Brian had moved him up to three. So I'm happy with that. Like you said, he's a league breaker. If everything clicks... You know, and you play captains. If you're not if you're not a coward and you're playing captains league, then Turbo, oh my lord, it's yeah. just oh oh baby. And he's look, and the the strength of schedule in the finals isn't terrible. You got to play Roosters, Panthers at the start, so twenty three, twenty four. But then you end with Warriors and Bulldogs. Mm. And he's matchup proof. So he's probably going to score 80 against Roosters and Panthers, but then New Zealand, he will score 180, and then Bulldogs, 140. Yeah. <laughs> and look, like he's 60, 61 average. He placed ninth for um, try involvements from a fullback. And he, I'll just have a look at um, the rankings for the line break involvements. He was down at the 15th yeah, well, of all fullbacks. So. Yeah. There is so much room for growth, mm. and we know what he's capable of. Um, the beauty of it is there are going to be so many people who don't adjust the pre-draft list. They won't find him in that first round, and look, you can swoop. You could probably get him anywhere towards, like, pick 10. And he's he's been the biggest draft gamble for the last three years, and every oh, year yeah. we've said we're happy to take that gamble. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, if I'm top five picks, if I'm top to any anywhere in the top 10 outside of pick one and two, I'm going turbo. Hundred percent. You get picked. You get pick three. It's turbo. It's mm. as simple as that. Um, yeah. So we're all over his dick. And even even the um, the final two games of the regular season for a regular draft, um, New Zealand Warriors and Bulldogs. So I'm I'd be very happy with those two games. Finish season. A little bit tough in the prelim finals. So um, Roosters into Panthers. But look. He's got a matchup proof, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I said. Like it's yeah. Instead of the hundred, he'll get seventy or eighty. Mm, yeah, exactly. All right, let's Latrell. Plenty to say about Latrell later on in the podcast. Uh, in my planner and focus, coming off an eighty-five average, we know what Latrell did when he came back from injury. He just let lit the fucking house on fire. I had him in my team, and he literally got me to the grand final single-handedly. Yeah. I just captained him every every week, and he won me. Didn't even waver. Didn't waver. Nope. He was amazing. So I've got plenty to say about him later. But let's talk about yep. Teddy, because Teddy is a very mm. interesting one, because when we talked to Brian, Teddy was really uh, Brian was really down on Teddy because of his concussion uh, history and also the, the knee injuries that he's starting to pile up with the stem cell uh, injections that he's getting, a little bit older in the tooth as well. But then you go through the stats, right, and you go, fuck, there's that side of the coin. Then there's the fact that he's just solid as fuck, right? Like... He played the most games last year that he has over the last five years. So he had the most successful game as in staying on the park last mm, year. Yeah. He was third in try involvements among fullbacks, second in runs, second in meters, first in tackle breaks, first in line breaks, fourth in line break assists. 17% of his games were over 100 points. He had 1.1 try involvements per game, 13 tries, 16 assists, 18 line breaks, 16 line break assists, 6.2 tackle breaks a game and a 
base power of 48. So I get that whole side that he's he's getting a little bit longer in the tooth. You know, injuries are piling up, but he did come off a really successful season last year. Mm. And I just look at his track record, man. The last five years, this is how he's finished up in the top scorers, right? So he went, he was second overall five years ago. Then he was the highest scorer, the highest scorer, the fourth highest scorer, the fifth highest scorer. So last five years, he has consistently been in the top five averaging players for Supercoach. Mm. I just can't ignore this shit, bro. Yeah. Look, I, I feel like if you do look at his last three, four seasons, there has been a little bit of regression each, each year. But to be honest, I, I, I don't really know if he's going to regress any further. Um, I think, yes, he might go down from the 79 average to somewhere between 75 and 80. Um, and I think that's where we've got him pegged. But you're not going to lose your lose your lunch over him. Like you will, you will still get value out of picking him in your top five. Yeah, one hundred percent. And the fact that he plays for the Roosters, and we've said it again, like again and again, this Roosters side on paper is just—it's almost—it's almost criminal. It's yeah. almost criminal. Like they are going to pump teams. They are going to be there when the whips are cracking. And when the Roosters are firing, they're making line breaks and they're smashing teams, Teddy is super signing. Yeah. So I get I get the concerns, but I'm really I really don't care. <laughs> to be honest, you know what I mean? I just don't care. Mm. So obviously Latrell's gonna slip for us because he plays that round uh, he has that buy in round twenty six, which is our grand final. So Teddy's a clear four for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I actually have Munster ahead of Teddy, personally. Yeah, it's a big call, isn't it? I, only because only because of the run and round twenty seven, he's going to obviously ha- um, be sitting out. I, I've got I've got Munster ahead of him, but um, that run into the finals for the Roosters is pretty fucking sweet as well. So, look, I wouldn't I wouldn't be um. Wouldn't be badgering anyone if they did go for Teddy. I lo- I do love the Mad Dog call. I love that mm. because it's it ruffles feathers. You know, oh, pe- yeah. people go, "Ooh, Mad Dog at four, you guys are crazy." And you, you know me, I love to get the chins wagging. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the next category: guns, guns, lots of guns. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? This is picks 11 to 30. So we've got a few guys in here. We've got Drinky, Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, Brimo, Dill Edwards, Ruben Garrett, Gutho, Ponga. Who do you want to talk about here? Um, pretty excited about Drinky's season last year. Mm. Um, I think you're you're obviously going to talk, talk a little bit about him when we go through our booms, busts, and sleepers. But um, look, I... I'll just bring up some of the stats from last year. He... 25% over 100 points? uh, 25% of his games? He had had 37 try involvements. Oh, yeah. He he had 35 line break involvements. He he scored 11 tries. It's it's absolutely phenomenal what he what he achieved, um, and he's had such a high scoring output. Twenty yeah, like you said, twenty five percent over hundred. It's like yeah, it's it's hard to ignore how good he played last season. 
it's a kick in the dick that he's lost the 5'8 dual status. Mm. Um, that hurts. Um, similar with um, Holmes losing the fullback. Yeah, it really does hurt with the lack of duels. But look, that 71 average, he's every chance of, of hitting that again, I think. And look, when you look at how well the um, the cows played last season, the trajectory of that team, uh, I think the sky's the limit. Um could be anything. Uh, he's, could be anything. He, he's definitely going to perform well, um, and I think easily top twenty. Yeah, no, I'm very big on him. One point four, one point four try involvements a game, and what I like about it is that it, that's his the way he plays. He's a, sort of a yep. Latrell type fullback where he wants to be the last pass before the try. So mm. he's putting blokes over. He's got a lovely kicking game. Perfect pass. He's involved. He's Johnny on the spot. Twenty. It's actually, it's actually 1.9 try involvements. One point, oh, so right. he, was, he was still pumping in. Rando, um, Rando's, Rando's hit me no, with it's, 1. It's the try contributions as well. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so 20 tries for a fullback. Unbelievable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yep. Sexy as fuck. He, to- he actually topped, topped the, um, the rankings for all fullbacks last season. Yeah. So he's, he's definitely something special. And look, he was second in, no, third, sorry, in line break assists as well. Mm. So just so much creativity is coming out of him. Obviously, being um, being a half move to fullback, he's definitely going to have that creativity, but got a great running game as well. So look, not only that, like he's coming into this season, this preseason, knowing that he's going to be the fullback. Obviously, last there year. There was so much, so much noise. There. So much yeah. uncertainty. He didn't have, mm. he, well, he wasn't in the side. You know, Hammer had the, the fullback role uh, and then he went down with that injury and then there was sort of that pressure of like, is he going to hold on to the fullback spot when Hammer comes back? Um, but now he's just coming in. He's got that confidence. Cowboys will be better for the run as well. Like they came on mm. strong last year. They'll be one of the big dicks uh, for the 2023 season. And I think, look, I'm, I'm not tipping him to get the dizzy heights of an 80 average, but I don't no, see no. why there's any chance that he, ca- he can't get a 75 average in this team. Yeah. yeah. One I thing you've got to think about, though, buy in round 24. Three. Plays Broncos, 23. Oh, 24. Yeah, buy, so round Bulldog, 24. Bulldogs, Bulldogs have the buy in 23. Yep. Sharks and then Finns. So... That's something you got to think about there. Yeah, look, it's. I mean, it's it's only one of the early um, early finals games, so you could probably wear that. Um, and if you have enough cover on the bench, maybe you could deal with it. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking at him very hard, um, depending on where I I sit in the second pick. Mm, yeah, I like it. Now Ryan Pappenhausen. So every day this, this guy one, slips because. And again, we take our lead from Brian because I don't know anything about smashed kneecaps, uh, and he does. So obliterated. Yeah. Kneecaps. So he was he was a little bit worried about him on our podcast, and he was saying that, you know like uh, worried about when he comes back. But he said he drafts for the finals, and if it means he gets Pappenhausen for the finals, maybe it is worth taking him sort of in that round three range. But then I listened to the latest Magic Sponge podcast. And he was down on him again. So obviously, Brian's waking up every morning going, fuck, Pappenhausen, shit. I don't know what to do here. As we all are, right? Because he's so fucking good. But it's almost to the point now where, because I know we're big on the gamble 
and we're big on the finals and we're big on having blokes, especially in a captain's league that can break leagues open. But there's so much uncertainty here and I can't in good conscience sort of tell you to take him in the third round if he doesn't fucking play till round 21. Like, that's huge. Mm. So... It, this is a big back your gut call, guys. Like, it, you've just got to make a decision and stick with it. Look, if he's there late round three for me, I might take him just because it's Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah. but It's hard to, hard to let him slip, isn't it? Yeah, but I ain't taking him round two and I ain't taking him early round three. It's got to be late round three for me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, tough one, bro, tough one. Who who would you who would you take? Would you take Pappy or would you take Garrick playing in the centres? Garrick, for sure. I'm mm. not as down on Garrick as a lot of people are sort of sprucing here. He's not going to be a 70, 75 averaging player, Garrick, but I think he'll be 65 if if Turbo's fit. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it hinges on Turbo being fit because we've got to remember, like actually, he's still going to be playing actually, on the actually, left edge. Actually, though. If Turbo goes down, he'll be playing at fullback, and then exactly. I'm all interested again. Exactly. So it's probably, yeah, we probably don't need to put him down any further because look, the the possibility is there that he's obviously fullback and waiting. Yep. It's sort of like he's gone from like a round one, round two turn to the round two, round three turn, Garrick, mm. and I'm 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 happy. He's dual. He's going to be kicking goals. Um, like you said, if something happens, Turbo is going to move to fullback. That's sexy as fuck. Or if, if Turbo stays in the side, that left edge is going to be humming. You're going to have mm. Schuster. You're going to have Garrick. Fuck Turbo on the sweep. It's gonna it's gonna look good. And there are going to be some points on hand for Garrick there. So he's not a complete bust for me. Don't think he's going to average 70, 75. But I'm drafting him at that 65 with that chance of moving to fullback. Mm, yeah. I like it. Um, now, I'm not as big on Dylan Edwards as I was last year. I think we were big on Dylan Edwards last I year. I think he was value. just he was just so down in everyone's um, rankings and stuff. So yep, yep. I I think he'll come back a little bit. I think that 66 average will probably turn into like a solid 60. I think he'll drop mm, a little bit. Yep. Um, same with Garrick. I think you'll. Um, same with Gutho. Sorry, I think you'll. He'll come back a little bit, and you and we say this with all the Parramatta Eel, Eel players. They had an unbelievable season. Everyone was on their game. Everyone was playing amazing. Um, so you, there's going to be a little bit of a hangover from that. You know, losing the grand final, mm-hmm. coming off such a high, really good season. A lot of guys having career seasons. So there's going to be a little bit of a hangover from that. But also, you know, losing some key elements to the attack is going to be a big kick in the dick as well. So naturally, there's going to be some regression there. Do I think Gutho's still going to be a great player? Of course, I think he's going to be around that 60 to 65. That's just who he is. He's just involved mm-hmm. in everything. He is the most involved fullback when the Eels are scoring tries in the comp. That's who he is. So he's always going to be there or thereabouts. I just think the Eels as a whole are just going to go backwards a little bit. I think think the the 2.2 try involvements per game, it's just not unsustainable for that attacking team. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a a bit of a focus that they might be going a little bit um, side to side, which is is fine, but they're not going to have the main attacking focal point being IPAP. I, don't, I just can't see where 
his involvement in the tries is going to keep up to that level, it's going to drop back a bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think the season average that he had last year is 68.2. I think it is it is a little bit overs for where we're, we're pegging him. I'm pegging him, bring him back about mid, mid-60s. mid Yep, yep, I agree, bro. Um, and last guy I want to talk about here in the guns category is Kalen Ponga. So, yeah, obviously, Brian, if you've listened to the injury rub down, is not big on Callum Ponga at all. He thinks he is the number one trap due to injury just because of his concussion history. You know, he had three and six games. He's had five over his career. That's a big worry. And he thinks that the calf injury that he's had lately has sort of overshadowed the real issues, which is that concussion history. Um, and just from memory, I think he said if he gets if he gets another knock, he's three to four times more likely to suffer a concussion and then if that happens he's four to five times more likely to need multi-week recovery so that's the worry here with ponga is that if he gets a knock which is now he's he's in the front line he's playing five eight he's going to be you know called upon to make more defensive reads um and nothing changes with him taking the ball to line that's how he gets these concussions he's going to be taking the ball to line drawing the defenders and getting that slick ball out the side and they're going to be jamming him. So he, the the worry here is that he sits down for a lot of 2023 due to this concussion protocol. So mm. bit of a stay away from me, bro. Yeah, I mean, look, the the potential is there. Like we know what the kid can do, but look, there's a there's a lot of risk that's attached to it. And look, the final strength of schedule for the Knights isn't great anyway. Mm. Um, so. The, the payoff might not be there. I mean, the one the one glaring thing that will come at round six is when uh, Supercoach gods decide that um, the dual status is going to be handed across to him. He'll get the 5-8 as well. So that's one thing to keep in the back of your mind. But, God, I... I don't think... I don't think there's going to be too many people that are spending, like, a round three pick on him. Mm. But he's going to fall in that round four, round five sort of a- area... If that happens, I'll I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I'm willing to spend around four, but if he's there in round five, I'm willing to, to yeah. give it a crack at least. Hundred, hundred, yep, for sure. Value is value, and you got to keep mm. your head in a swivel. If he gets there, yeah, sort of late round four. So we're talking sort of what thirty picks, thirty five plus. Yeah, I, it, it has to be over th- over thirty five. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because that's the thing, and that's the issue is if he gets a head knock in round four you might not see him until round 12. And then yeah. you've got increased risk of concussion on top of that because he's got another one. Yeah. And, and look, he'll probably play State of Origin where everyone gets knocked out. Massive. It, look, I think he's I think he's like probably in a better position um, for the State of Origin because like he can get protected at times. Mm. I would not be trusting um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon to be the, um, the protector of of him mm. um i'd actually be looking at moving um shifting frizzell to the left side because he, he i think he would be a better bodyguard for ponga i reckon but, Brody jones probably gets the start there anyway over lachlan mm-hmm. fitzgibbon yeah I, I think um lachlan fitzgibbon's got uh got something over the case so yeah he's he's always going to be there there is something there there's something uh, someone did tell me that like Fitzy's dad is part of the sponsorship or something yeah, like that. There's yeah. some, there I, is a I link was, there. I, I, was, I was alluding to it. I didn't want to say it. Though, no, fucking yeah. say I what think... you want on here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. 
it's um look I, I think there's a, yeah I think there's there's merit in um, in picking him up a little bit late but fuck there's a bit of risk involved mm, hundred. All right, let's get in the sweet spot. That's your sweet spot right there. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. This picks 31 to 70. So a few guys in here. We've got Lachlan Miller, uh, Reese Walsh, Will Kennedy, Nick Meany. Anyone you want to talk about here, bro? I know you're um, big on Lachlan Miller. Have, have you, do, do, like, do like a bit of Lachlan Have you Miller. sort of come back a little bit? Because I did tell you the other day, I was like, I think, you, I think you're getting too hyped on Miller. Oh, uh, look, I, I did enjoy watching him play. Um, in in the Sharks team, but look, uh, let's Small be honest. Sample he's, size. he's not he's not going to um, play with the Sharks this yeah, season. Exactly. So it's um, he's not going to have the the attacking opportunities that he had in that team. Um, and look, the Knights with the changes in the spine, they're an unknown proposition this season. Um, I, I'm, I've got a lot of confidence in Jaden Bradley getting him off to a really good start. I think uh, Wacko Jacko is probably going to have a really good impact on the team. It just how it all meshes together, I just don't don't know, and I don't have that much confidence in uh, Brian, unfortunately. But um, look, I, I'm really keen on on Lockie Miller. He's obviously CTW dual, so that is extremely valuable. Um, but for what you'll need to spend to get him, being um, coming off that 62.7 average. I might be look. I might be watching him go. I think, mm. and that, I think, and that's the thing. I, I think like, he's, I, I think he's genuinely going to be going, maybe round five, and that's just too rich for my blood. And the thing is, he had three games at fullback. He averaged sixty-seven. Yeah, that's great at fullback, right? But he did yeah. play in those games when he was playing fullback. He played the Titans, the Dogs, and the Knights. I mean, yeah. I'll average sixty-seven playing those. Those teams. <laughs> he did score a try in two out of those three games as well, so that's yeah. a little bit of inflated there as well. Yeah. So I think people are just getting a little bit hyped on Miller um, because of those that small sample size. Do I think he'll go well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe fifty-five drafting with a fifty-five. Yeah, I think I think fifty-five to sixty is it is like. A great season for him, mm. so I think that's that's where I, that's where I, we've got him pegged. But yeah, I think look, you wouldn't be want, wanting to spend much more than like I don't know, pick six, pick seven. Um, yeah. But the jewel jewel is really handy. Yeah, it is, and because there's fuck all of them. Mm, exactly. um, Walshy, your boy. So this is an yeah. interesting one. Oh, so sexy eyes. he, uh, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous Blake. Let's just be honest about it. Really, <laughs> he is a buff dude. Uh, round 19, got minus one from 14 minutes. So you take that out, bumps him up to a 56 average. So you're mm-hmm. starting to think, okay, a little bit of value here. He also had a weird two-point game. Um, he played 80 minutes. I mean, fuck, what the fuck was that? You do I, ha- don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. That's crazy. That's Ben Hunt-esque. Um, yeah, isn't it? But if you want to take that out, um, just say that's an outlier. Um, we'll go up to 59 average now. So... I think that's sort of where you, you need to draft him, sort of that 55 to 60. Better I mean, side in the Broncos, obviously, more attacking upside. He'll be part of a couple of really slick backline movements with Adam Reynolds and Ezra Mam there. Two mm. wingers that can finish. You know what I mean? There's going to be more chances there for his upside, for him to reach his ceiling. Uh, I don't like the strength of schedule. He's got the Cowboys, Parramatta, by, 
and then the Raiders mm. in the Supercoach finals. I fucking hate that schedule. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's a value play, bro. I think he can get in pretty late. Yeah. Well, I don't think too many people are looking at him. And look, you gotta you got to have all the cards on the table when we talk about Walshie. And look, he he played in a pretty dog shit attacking team last year. So there's going to be a bit of an uplift for the um, coming to the Broncos um, with some quality finishes and, and the like. But it was, it was also goal kicking there. So you almost have to take maybe six points off his average for the goal kicking. So mm. I think it, it swings and roundabouts. So I don't really feel like he's going to be anything more than the, the 55 to 60 that we've got him pegged at. But look, I, I think that he does have some really, really good potential um, to grow through the season. Because he, he, he was probably thrust into it a little bit um, and, and looked at as the guy to turn the turn the Warriors around. And I think it might have got to him at, at times through the season. Mm. So I think, yeah, coming to the Broncos, he's not the he's not the big swinging dick at all. Um and I think he's he obviously knows the knows the establishment quite well. So I think he's gonna be slipping on an old boot for him. Yeah. I, I do like him and like where you're gonna get him in that value play, I really do like it. Oh, um, two point seven average is is criminal. Yeah. So you'd be able to get him for a steal. Sexy. Uh Will Kennedy, so another guy that has a big bump here because of his uh his injury affected games, got a minus two and a minus ten. Um was that bumping up to about a sixty? Yeah, I, I don't think they're injury affected. No, one of them might have been, but one of them was a send off. Oh, yep. So the minus 10 is he played 17 minutes. The minus two, he actually played 80 minutes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. That's, um, that's, that's a bit concerning. But um, look, I, I feel like he doesn't have as much, especially with Kate Dykes going down and Lockie Miller leaving. Who's really no, no. behind him? It's him. It's, so he, it's he has no, he has no concerns anymore. So I think. He'll, he's still got a lot of attacking upside in him. Um, so last season, he averaged 1.4 try involvements a game and 1.8 line break involvements a game. So it, he's a super attacking um, attacking upside, but his base power is only down at 22.9 mm. points per game. That's a big worry because yep. it means the floors are going to be proper floor. Um yeah, he that really means, struggles yeah. to get over a hundred. He well, he just doesn't yeah. like uh, you know like, his his ceiling game is ninety. He he doesn't have the base to work from, and mm. that's that's the reason why he struggles to get yeah. over over hundred. And look, he he's he's really good and solid at the back, but he's not the captaincy option that you'd want um want to really go for. So where, you have to look elsewhere in your in your draft. Where are you taking him? Um, look. I haven't I haven't pegged pretty much the same as we've got like Meany, Walsh and and maybe even Lockie Miller. So I'm thinking round six, round seven, so picks fifty to like maybe sixty five. Yeah. That I, sort of area. I love him at that pick sixty plus. If I can get mm. him around there, I love that. Which I think is doable with that average and the fact that he's got a low ceiling. I think people are gonna let him slip. And if you can get him there, Strength of schedule is pretty nice. You know, you've got Gold Coast, then the uh, South, Gold Coast, Cowboys, and then for your grand final round 26, you've got the Knights. Mm. So that's nice. Sharks are going to be better. I mean, they were humming last season. 
He's just going to be everywhere. If he can stay on the park, he's going to be on the back end of a, a lot of attacking play, especially coming off Moisa and Nico. And mm. just like we're talking about with Walsh, you know, you've got wingers that can fucking finish, and that's big oh, yeah. for a guy who loves to attack. Do you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. got weapons that he can use outside him. So, yeah, value play, I do like it. Uh, next guy we'll talk about is Nick Meany, inflated average for that sixty-one point two, but fuck, he could play fullback for the entire year. Don't know. Mm. I do like the. Just say you went Pappenhausen late round three. Uh, and Nick Meany with your next pick. That way you Fuck cement. That's early. Yep, but you cement the Storm fullback. Mm. Not because, I mean, if you go through Nick Meany, he averages 67 at fullback and 65 at wing. Doesn't really yeah. matter because he's finishing at wing for the Storm and at fullback, he's just a little bit in, but he's putting the tries on. So, and if he does move to wing, the Storm are just a better side because Pappenhausen's humming. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't mind that play. Yes, it is reaching, but it's a safe reach in the fact that, look, no matter what, you will have the Melbourne Storms fullback for the entire season with that strength of schedule coming into the, the finals as well that we love. You know, you've got to get past Panthers mm-hmm. in round 23, but then it's Raiders and George Titans. Hello, I'm hard. So that could be a play that you go down yeah. if you it's go in- Pappenhausen. It, it, it's an interesting strategy, and it's kind of going to be balls to the wall for those first 10 rounds because um, I think you're going to struggle um, with a lot of your, your top oppositions um, in your head-to-heads. But, look, you might limp, you'll might most likely be able to limp into the finals. And, look, if you've got a fit and fire and Pappy, geez, that's, that's pretty strong. Yeah, so best-case scenario, you have... Uh, the Storms fullback, Ryan Pappenhausen, who averaged 90 last year, coming up against St. George and Gold Coast in rounds 25 and 26, with the left wing, who's a nice finisher in Nick Meany. So lovely stack there. That's the best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario, you have Nick Meany, a dual CTW fullback, kicking goals and playing fullback for the Storm against the Dragons and Gold Coast. And it's most likely that he will kick goals for the remainder of the season. Because, oh, I mean, coming 100%. coming back from that type of patellar injury, like I can't imagine he would. Um, uh, you wouldn't, be you wouldn't think so. And Nick Meany no. slots him okay. He's above seven percent. So yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's not a bad play. And if you're going to get a dual CTW fullback that's averaging sixty-ish, that's a f- kicking goals for one of the best attacking teams in the comp. I mean, well, that's what it is, isn't it? Like, fuck. Yeah. So I'm I'm a lot higher on Nick Meany than I was at the start of this preseason. And I was really low on him. And I was like, there's that's got to be fucking inflation. You know, Nick, it's fucking Nick Meany. But when you dive into the stats and what he can do for this side and the scenarios that might play out with Papenhausen in or out, I think it's a win-win. Yeah. Look, I... I- I'm a lot. I brought I brought media to your attention before all the stuff about Papenhausen came out, and you were like, "No, nah, I'm not looking at him." And then I was like, "Who we looked at? We looked. We never looked, heard of him. Yeah, exactly. I've never heard of him. We, we were look at. We we looked at a few of the scores and stuff, and it, a lot of it started to make sense. And look, I think he is a quality option um, to pick up. Um, I've got him probably a little bit ahead of um, of Kennedy and Walsh. Um, uh, only only because of a lot of the stuff that we're hearing about Papenhausen maybe spending a little bit longer out. 
Um, but yeah, he's I, probably I think, the first guy I take out of this list. I take him over yeah, Lockley yeah. Miller as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's there's so many question marks over Lockie Miller um, just in regards to how the team his team is going to perform. We know we know how this. Well, I mean, do we know how the Storm are going to perform with the loss of a majority of their forward pack? Yeah, well, we don't. Hmm. I think the the edge the edge forward situation is the only only real concern there. They because do have that sort of got, next up ta- mentality. Yeah. I mean, they've got Tarek Sims and they've got Ellie Katoa and, and Trent Liora. So it's not too bad. And their, for- their forward pack isn't terrible with the loss of um, Bromwich anyway, because you've got the White Rhino and you've got Nas. So. And Kamakameka. And Kamakameka as well. Yeah, I so, think they'll be fine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro, let's get into Bargain Basement. The battle of wits has begun. Well, that's the way Bargain Basement works. I'm very aroused. This Mm. is picks 71 to 110. So we're testing you, um, Xavier Savage, Dane Laurie, or Staines, or whoever the fuck gets the fullback gig over there at the Tigers. That is a weird one. I don't know what to do there. Um, But I'm going to talk about um, Xavier Savage. I'm really big on this guy as a value play. 46.1 46.1 average from 2022. But if you just look at the games he played fullback, uh, so that's round 12 onwards, 12 games, he has a 58 average. Oof. So a lot of people don't know that he was like floating in and off of the bench, or they don't remember that he was playing low minutes, coming off the bench here and there. But when he locked down that 80 minute roll as a fullback from round 12 onwards, it's a 58 average. Hmm. Five tries, eight assists, four line breaks, seven line break assists in those 12 games. Pure base of 29. I love that as well. Um, And he had plenty of fucking mistakes in his game. How many times did he drop the ball over the line or fuck up this or fuck up that? Do you know what I mean? You could see see the polish wasn't quite there with his game, but I think having a a full preseason behind him, knowing that he's the first choice, so good. I know. I'm big on him. And a guy Mm. that no one's talking about, no one cares about, in all honesty, you could probably pick him up in round eight and you get Xavier Savage, which, look, I honestly think he'd go 60-plus. This year, just because, just because of that, because he had a, yeah. look, he was he was flashing in parts of the season. And he was scoring tries, he was making line breaks, but then there was other parts where he was just downright shit, dropping balls, um, not being in the yeah. right position. He cleans that up and gets a little bit more consistent. That ceiling is still going to be there, but you bring up that floor, which is what we want. I mean, I just can't say enough about him. I, mm-hmm. If you miss, if you miss some of those big guns. Xavier Savage is a nice play late. Yeah. No, I, I don't mind that at all. And to be honest, like that finals strength of schedule isn't that bad either. So you got Tigers into Storm, into Bulldogs, into Broncos. Mm, um, I good. don't mind Other that at Storm, all. Storm, fuck, it's good. Other than the it? Storm, yeah, it's pretty good. So, look, yeah, I, I feel like there is a bit of an uptick in, in uh, his average. I think there's a bit more polish to his game. And look, yeah, the strength of schedule is there. There's a lot of ticks in there. Yeah. The 46.1. I mean, mm. fuck me, there's value value there. I mean... I, I mean, you you got you got to work through some of the 30, 30-odd games that he'll drop because his base power is only at 29.1. But for the scoring potential that he will have... I think, well, there's, yeah. there's, there's 12 points of value just playing yeah. fullback 80 minutes. 
Yep. Nothing else, taking nothing else into consideration. Mm, yeah. 12 points of value just for him playing fullback 80 minutes. That's wild. Oh, that's arousing. That is fucking arousing. <laughs> what do you got for me? You want to talk about testing you? We did cover him in the CTWs. Yeah, I, I don't mind a bit of testing you. And look, um, a lot of the games that he um, he used to get to his uh, 57 average, they're obviously at fullback. So... Look, I, I feel like his average is a bit inflated. Um, fuck, the, the, the Dolphins are such an unknown proposition, similar to the Knights, more so. Um, we just don't know what they're going to put on the park. Um, mm. There's no absolute confirmation over that back line as well. So we assume that we know that Tessie is going to play left center. Aiken's going to play right. Don't know who the who the wingers are going to be. I'm, I'm assuming Edric Lee is going to be one, possibly Asako the other, and Hammer at the back. Nothing's yeah. really been confirmed. We're just inferring from some of the conversation um, interviews that uh, people have had with Bennett. So, look, uh, I just don't know how this team's gonna gonna put it on the park. So, I think Tessie be placing him around a fifty average. That's where that's where I'll be drafting him at. But yeah. their, their strength of schedule is up to shit anyway for the finals. So, you, you got um, roosters and cows in the last last three games of the season. Like, no thanks. <sighs> Especially playing in the Dolphins team that we don't think is going to go too well in 2023. Like, yeah, they'll be checked. They'll be checked out by then. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, look, I don't. I'm not really comment on Dan Laurie. Um, look, I, I, I think I think we actually move those guys down to the Hail Marys because I'm not confident that even even with either of them. Yeah. Um, look. Yeah. Who the fuck knows what's going on there? Yeah. Um, Trial well, to watch be honest, Dane, 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 Dane played most of the season last year. He only averaged um, 46. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's not one that I'm, I'm massive on no. personally. No, for sure. Well, let's get into those Hail Mary picks. Hail Mary time here, four seconds. We're going to bet it off. You son of a bitch. I'm in. It's 110 to the end. So we've got blokes like The Hammer, Tyrell Sloan, fucking Laurie Staines, whatever going on there, Jaden Campbell. Mm. Simmonson, Avarillo, CNK, Canicola, DWZ. Now, one guy that I think we've dropped a little bit too far is Canicola. I probably would, wouldn't mind bumping him up to the bargain basement because just because mm-hmm. of the turbo factor. Um, I do like what Cola's all about. Uh, plenty of go about him. Uh, loves the mongrel stuff. But also, and this is what I was talking to with Simo from the BDE podcast, and he had Kohler as one of his booms. And he said that, and I totally agree with him, Kohler could just be the new Jason Saab, the guy that sprints next to Turbo and scores all the tries off Turbo's line breaks. Yeah, I mean, how shit, how shit is Saab? But when Turbo's playing, he's just... Fantastic. He's getting 110, 120 points. Do you know what I mean? All he has to do is be quick and put the ball down. And I think Kohler could be that guy. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be out for half the season. Exactly. Exactly. So I was like, fuck yeah, I didn't really think about that. Mm. And now that I do, I mean, you've actually got that side of it, but also... Kohler's got a better base, gets more involved than Jason Saab, has a really good defense. So... Yeah, I don't mind him as a late player, Cola. If you're a turbo believer, because turbo is going yeah. to make everyone in this manly side better. And to be honest, like if you've picked up turbo, you might as well go all in and, and pick up Cola as well because he's, he's dual, dual flexible, mm. stacked, and yeah, I, I I don't mind the play to be fair. Mm. 
He's probably the yeah the only one I, I really care about in this list. You know, C and K. We don't know what he's going to be like. I might actually, spot. I might actually move, move him on the fly. Do it, bro. Right, live change, live update. I live like change. it. Okay, so Sloan, you're fucking out. Gone, baby, gone. Can of cola. Hello. Yeah, I do like um, it. Another one that I think um, there hasn't really been too much noise about is um, Tamara Martin. Yeah, so he's he's supposed to be. Um, he was initially pegged to play fullback, but there's been a lot of noise about him playing five eight and okay. um, ahead of uh, what, what's his face. Um, I can't remember his name. Luke Metcalf. Oh, yep. So uh, I've I've seen a lot of um, even even Warriors faithful um, putting up teams, team lists and stuff like that with um, Tamara Martin in the halves, and even I think the. The games, the trials on the weekend, he's starting in the half. So look, uh, yeah, there's a lot of a, a lot up in the air at the moment, but I think he's he's one that look you could have a bit of a stab at stab in the dark with one of your last picks, and um and yeah, if it goes wrong, just slide into the waivers. Yeah, for sure, bro. That's pretty much it for the Hail Mary picks, to be honest. Um, if you if you're in picks 110 plus and you haven't got a fullback, whew, shut the laptop and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cancel, cancel this draft. Get Look, new friends. If, if, if I'm honest, if you if you can't get like a meanie or a savage, anyone below that, fuck, you're yeah. um you might yeah. as well just um log in next season. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's it. All right, let's get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a building. Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small oh child. Oh, fuck. oh my god, fuck yeah. I've been rubbing you all over. We'll just flip you over, finish you off, and you'll be leaving this rub down just feeling absolutely on cloud nine. So draft strategy for the fullback spot, Walker, hit me with it, bro. Look, mate, the Ferrari's a super coach. We fucking love them. Um, you want a, a top tier one, like we've mentioned a fair few times, um, if you can manage it. Look, you really just need one that'll get you a 60 plus average. There's 14 of them on the board. However, four of those ones are jewels and they're going to be pretty hot properties. So look, you want to target in your first three picks, a quality fullback. Ideally, um, you'll get one half, one fullback and a strike to RF in those three picks and that'll be a dream start. But the, the whole thing about how deep fullback is, is don't panic. Like, there's, there's plenty of options, but you can't obviously sleep on them either. So it's, it's about looking for value and then picking them up when you can. So um, one of the, a half-decent option might be to pick up a guy like Xavier Savage, pick up a guy like um, like the Hammer or, or, or someone like that, rotate them based on um, and stream them based on um, matchups or even like, like Hammer and Cooler or someone like that, give you a bit of a strategy moving forward that, look, you can play them in the CTWs if they've both got a good game and, yeah. So we've actually got a question um, specifically about the fullback strategy from one of the Patreon. Talk so to me, Goose. Asked us, hey, fellas. We'd love to know your thoughts on the fullback pod um, about the draft strategy for fullbacks. He's 8th um, to 10th spot. Um, it, draft strategy at that 8th to 10th spot for fullbacks. So he's worried about he's obviously probably not going to pick up one of the fullbacks in his first first pick. And he's thinking, does he go for a bit of a um, a reach for his second pick? So he's going to be around about the uh, pick twelve, maybe, or something like that on his on his return pick. Mm. So either you have to reach for your second pick for Drinky Puppy or Brimo, 
or you're uh, punting the position until fourth round or later. I don't mind um, that play, to be honest. Best, I, best scenario might be might be picking up Edwards and dropping back to the third. In all in all honesty, I would much rather wait and spend my second pick on 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 someone that's you know probably a little bit more substantial at that pick and wait to round four and five where you know like you know dylan edwards like you said gutho might slip ponga might be there and most certainly reese walsh kennedy nick meany these guys are going to be there which you might even be able to wait a little bit longer and go sort of that round five round six round seven um and then even Xavier Savage in that in that mm. sort of uh, role as well. I think you'll get more value picking those guys in that sort of range of picks than you would if you were reaching for say a Drinky um, or a Pappy or a Brimo or something like that with your twelfth pick, because yeah. you got to think that with that twelfth pick, you know, who the fuck knows who's going to slip to there? Do you know, and David Feeder, Isaiah mm. Papali'i, Harry Grant. Uh, Brian Toto, oh, fuck, there could be. To, you've got to, you've got to be ready to to pick up that value that does oh, slide. Hundred percent. I think, like we said at the start of the podcast, I think there's a lot more depth to the fullback position than people realise. Mm. Uh, there's obviously it's very top heavy with those guys at the top there with Latrell and Teddy and Turbo and stuff like that. But there's a bit of a gap there until you need to pick up the next guys. Um, yeah, the, it's pretty meaty around the gun the gun picks. So mm. picks are. Uh, Pretty much, there there are all the guns that we're talking about. A picks twenty to thirty or thirty five. Yeah. So you, you, there's heaps of chance to pick up one of those on on that um, third pick. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be rushing into it. Um, don't don't reach too hard. So I think picks seven. If you're uh, in your draft and your draft pick is between seven and ten, you best off wait until your third pick. Yep, I agree. I totally agree. And I love those back-to-back um, picks around that sort of 7 to 10 where you can sort of go, you go a Grant and a, a two a ref or you can go a Hughes and a two a ref or, you know, uh, Munster might slip down there and go 5-8 and a two a ref. I love linking up some of these high ceiling or uh, position lacking in depth with a strike edge to a ref. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's, that. that's, the, that's the dream strategy. So, yep. look, it's... It's an easy one to pull off, but yeah, it's um you just <laughs> you're waiting with bated breath for the um that that third pick. Yeah, exactly. All right, bro. Let's get into our boom bust sleepers. So my boom for the fullback position is Drinky. I think he can turn that seventy to a seventy-five. Uh, he might, look. I, I think that might happen. Um, but there is a world where he just stays around that 70-71 average. Uh, I don't see him regressing, though. I think there's too many mm. ticks for an upwards traje- trajectory for him to go backwards. Um, but I do realize that he did a lot last season, and some of that may be hard to replicate. But I just think he's in for another great season. I think Cowboys are in for another great season. Just be wary of that final strength of schedule with that buy. That's the only kick in the mm. dick for Drinky. But throughout yeah, the yeah. season, he will be absolutely humming. For the start of the season, they have the best strength of schedule. Uh, and they and then he also, for fullbacks, has the best strength of schedule. So the classic, nice little pickup. He's going to start well. Um, so, yeah, I do like Drinky. Yeah. Look, I, I totally agree. I, I, I 
you're a bit bigger on him than I am, but um, yeah, I think he's he's not one that you're going to lose um, lose anything from taking the punt on him. Um, obviously, Turbo for me, I think he's is the obvious boom candidate. Um, it's look, it, it, he he played seven games last last season. I think he strings a full preseason. Well, maybe not a full preseason with his hemi injury, but you, you take into account that he's going to be hungry, hungry as hell. Um, to come into this season piping hot, so look, I'm I'm, I'm all over him. Um, my other boom is Lockie Miller. I think he just needed to find a club. Uh, I think it come probably halfway through the season. I think the Knights will start to string some wins together. He'll start to put put stuff on the park. Um, that's why I'm not I'm, I'm not suggesting that you throw the kitchen sink at him, but definitely look at him round six, round seven. Definitely value there. Yeah. Yep, don't mind it, bro. Let's get into busts. Uh, Talks about Gutho. I think that 68 probably turns into about a 60. So he's not a complete bust, but he's a bust in the sense that you shouldn't be drafting him at that 68 average. And Ryan Pappenhausen, it just, as the days go on, I get less and less about Ryan Pappenhausen. Um. And just talking to Brian has really put a spanner in the works for me because you know, originally I was like, fuck it, I would just take the punt on him and just hope he comes back around that sort of round 15 and, and just humming for the rest of the season. But now I'm thinking that I want it to be somebody else's problem, to be honest. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I've got, well, I could put I could put half a dozen, but I've got um, <laughs> Jaden Campbell. So he's likely, um, likely going to be 14th man. With foreign um, foreign Brimo and um, Tanner Boyd in the spine, so look, he's he's fifty three point nine average from last season is going to trip up a few people, and he might be um, potentially auto drafted in a few teams. So he's definitely one to I would actually take him out and exclude him um, if I were for you. Uh, Dane Laurie's another one. Look, there's there's so much movement at the um, at the Tigers in the back line and. It's not all good movement, unfortunately. So until they sort that sort that out, um, I'm not looking at either him or Staines, to be fair. Yeah, and like um, you said, like I said earlier, they're not great supercage prospects anyway. So no, it's not. Sta- Staines is Staines has never really put it on in the park, even when he's had the opportunity. No. So oh shit, Staines, no. Yeah, yeah. So look, it's it's definitely one that I'm I'm looking away from. Yep, fair. All right, let's get into sleepers. Easy. Xavier Savage just all over his dick, um, and then with Will Kennedy, I think it's a fantastic value play with those low scores in his average. I think that's uh, that just screams value coming into the twenty twenty three season, playing for a Sharks team that are going to be really good in attack, and with that strength of schedule in the finals as well, that's yum. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so I've got I've got two sleepers. Um, Ponga purely based on his season average from last year, fifty. Look, he, he can he can build on that quite easily. Um, obviously, the concussion risk is there. If you can get him at maybe a fifty-five average, I think that's real value. Um, if you can, if you if he slides into round four, uh, late late round four, maybe early round five, I'm looking at him very hard. Um, yeah. If he's in there round five, I'm probably just taking the punt anyway. Uh, and Reese Walsh. Um, I, I do think the combo with Stags and Cobo on the right side because he does love, like that right side sweep. I think that's going to be quite sexy as well. 
Mm. I think he's going to be playing a bit of both sides of the park and maybe linking up with Ezra Mam on the on the left side. I'm I'm excited as a Broncos fan, but um, yeah, you just have to take take into account that 52.7 average does include the goal kicking for the Warriors last season. Yeah, for sure, and he does qualify as that. Man crush, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's going to be yeah. exciting. He's going to yeah. be in and around, like, the speed, the lateral movement, the agility, the long-flowing locks, the the baby blues. I mean, it's all lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Look, there's going to be a lot of excitement to the the way he plays this season. And look, the, the whole backline for the um, the Bronx is, is pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, it's it's... It's going to be good. It's nah, a they'll shit mate. the bed. It's a, stamp, it's a stampede. They'll shit, they'll shit the bed, mate. They'll start well. Everyone will be like, oh, oh top four. Look at us go. Woohoo. Bronco Nation. Then fucking. Brrr. Can see it happening now. Right, right, mate. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's Jesus. get into player and focus. I wanted you to see these player evaluations. What's wrong with Cal? I think he's a bust. I mean, the guy has hammies that could literally pull a car. All right. That's a dick. My boy, Latrell. Now, I'll preface this by saying he does have a buy in round 26. So I'm really only talking to the people that have their grand final around 25. Or if you're just an absolute degenerate and you're just going to run the gauntlet and see how you go, see if you can get a trade for him or what have you. But coming off an 84.5 average for 2022. Oh, man, he was good. Ah, oh, geez. I'm, I've got a big man crush on this bloke. I love watching Latrell Mitchell. He is the best. Fourth in, in try involvement, second for tackle breaks, first in line break uh, assists. 29% of his um, games went over 100 points. Then he's 10 games after he came back from injury. He had seven games over 90, four games over 100, and he averaged 99 versus top four finishing teams. Oh, fuck. He had 1.7 pure try involvements per game, four tries, 16 assists, eight line breaks, 22 line break assists, 3.9 tackle breaks a game, and 1.1 offloads per game. I mean, that's him coming off a pretty horrific injury where he had 12 weeks off. Yeah. What the fuck is he going to do coming in with a full preseason just ready to tear it up? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The preseason hasn't been quiet for him, though, has it? Oh, just with that stuff with Jack, Jackie Boy. Just a couple, but, a couple of the bros having a wrestle, oh, no. throwing hands. It's always, it's always blown out of proportion. It'll blow it? over, bro. That is yeah. nothing. That'll be sweet. I bet, I bet you if, if they were fucking fringe first graders or something, and it wouldn't have even made the papers, no one would have heard about it. Yeah, nah. It'll be sweet. It'll be, it'll be sweet, bro. So no, he, he's he's it's super exciting to watch as well. He he's another man crush type. Um, Look, 30 line break assists. It's just ridiculous. 30 line break assists, 30 line break assists, 14 games. Yep. Unbelievable. 14 games. He topped the line break assist count for all fullbacks, and he played 14 freaking games. Yeah. It's it's wild, bro. It is yeah. fucking wild. And to be honest, if South didn't have the buy in round 26, he would be third overall for me, above Turbo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's – he's just ridiculous. And in this side, it's just built around him. 
they ju- they've just built their attack all around um, Latrell, and so and the thing about him is like you watch him and you're just going right. He's on fourteen points, fifty minutes already gone in this game. Oh fuck, what's happening here? And then he just goes boom, 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 bang, puts on eighty points, and okay. you end up with ninety four. And you're just yeah, like, wow, what the fuck happened there in the last 30 minutes of that game? But he's always, he's always scored that way. Yep, yep. It's so he, he'll score he all of his points out of like two or three ridiculous plays, but he always gets the two or three ridiculous plays. It, it just it just happens. Yep, yep. So I'm 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 big on him as well. So I, I love that as a player in focus. Yep, he is so. he is still big um, for me in our league just because. Um, we're a betting league and you don't know mm. what kind of team you're going to have in the finals anyway. Um, and I'd rather just draft him and use him to bet with um, to win me other players. Oh, How many times when we get to the finals do we have the same team that we drafted? Please, it's never. like 92% different. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro, who's your player right. focus? So you, you touched on him for the sleeper. I've got Will Kennedy. Yeah. So um, the 2022 season average, 51.9. He's got a 65 in 2021. Um, coefficient of variance, horrible, 51. Um, but you take the minus two and the minus 10 out of his average and it shoots him up to a 59.6 average, which is it's just starting to become pretty tasty. Um, he's He's got a, a base that's quite low at about 22 um, per game. Base power doesn't push it up too much higher, uh, only up to the 29. Um, runs per game usually gets about the 11 runs um, and the tackle breaks he really bumped him up um, so he got four tackle breaks per game last year line breaking one break involvements 2.1 per game and then try involvements 1.6 per game I really think that his try scoring and his backing up is some is a part of his game that he's going to grow this season I think the the He's definitely going to go to another level, and I think he can get back to the 65 average that he got last season. So, look if you're lo- if you're looking for an uptick of 13 points, um, I think it's entirely possible. I think you're more safe you're more safe to uh, bank on a 60 point average, and I don't think you're going to be disappointed. There's not a there's not a single single category that I'm looking at that suggests that he's going to go under 60. Yeah. I love his play close to the line as well. When yeah. when the Sharks are attacking, he's very dangerous. He's got a nice dummy and go, but also his slick ball he's playing. He's got a really nice well. good pass on him yep. too. Yep. Especially that left to right. It's just oh, it's yep. really good. Yeah, it is. So I, I feel like he's, um, his link-up play with Sione Katoa on the right side, I think that's going to go through the roof, especially with Sione playing the full season. He only played, I think, 14 games last year. Mm. So... I think there's going to be a bit more, bit more to happen through, um, through that, uh, that side. So, yeah, I'm, I'm big about him. Um, he's definitely one that I'm pulling up the um, pre-draft list as we speak. I've got him. Ahead, I've actually almost got him ahead of Walsh. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I think the strength the, of schedule the only, is the, the big one. The strength of schedule is the big one for me, but. I mean, the, the one downside for him, and you mentioned it before, is his ceiling isn't the best. So he did manage to pump out a couple of hundreds in 2021, but yeah, he, he topped out at about 90 last season. So it doesn't suggest that he's going to go very high, and a lot of that's due to the base uh, base power that he's working from. So you, you're really going to struggle to get anything over 100 when your base power is only at 20, 25 mm. to 30. Yep. 
But again, we're looking at him sort of in that sort of round six, round seven, yeah, exactly range, exactly. which is you know you got to take you got to take some licks somewhere when you're going sort of that late. Yeah, no, no, and and he's one of the ones that look. If I leave, if I leave fullback for a little bit, I miss the run on um, like the round three guys. I, I don't, I don't hate getting him round six. Yep. At all. Yep. I agree. I agree, bro. All right. What is your big balls call for the fullback spot? Big balls call. It's a tough one. Hmm. I'm going to go Reese Walsh, 60 plus. Nice. Nice. Actually, no. I've seen your one, so I'm going to go big balls. I'm going to go 65 That's plus. better. That's better. That's better. I'm going to go Xavier Savage, 65 plus. Let's go, Savage. Let's yeah. do it, son. Let's go. Now, mate, that, 65 that, plus. That little, that little lip photo of his. That is, that's 20 points of value there, if I'm right. Crazy. Mm. Crazy. It'd be a big one. Mm. It'd, be, it'd be a great um, great comeback season as well. Yeah. Because I think he's, his first season, the amount of mistakes that he made, if he turns those mistakes, the minus twos, into 17s or 27s for try and line break. Stop it. Like, that's that's massive. Stop it. Stop it now. <laughs> All right, let's get into some questions from the rubbers. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, we've got some Patreon questions we need to handle first. Oh, mate, we've got an absolute shit ton. Let's do so, it. One sec. I'm just going to bring it up, and this is going to take us a bit of time to get through because okay. they have come in thick and fast. That's all right. Gotta all right. Got to look after them. So, going from the top, who are the fullbacks you will be happy to draft and confident to start all season? So, his examples are like Teddy, Tommy... Latrell. Yeah. Um, I, that that top 10, um, I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. Turbo, Latrell, Teddy, Drinky, maybe not Pappy. Um, Brimo, Edwards, even Garrick, I'm happy with. I think he still gets 66, 65. And to be honest, chucking... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say all the way down to Savage. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Walshy, like you said, Kennedy, Meany, Tessie New even, Xavier Savage, they can all do a serviceable job. Yep. Um, next one is, if you draft, say, Turbo or Trell, who are you looking for a full, uh, backup fullback given um, Turbo has the early buy and Trell won't um, play in your round 26 final? This one's from Jared. Yeah, look. I Whoa. mean, if, you, if you're looking for a backup fullback, I really wouldn't be looking for a backup until sort of round seven plus. Because yeah, you've got other you, things to worry about. If you're if you're looking to take up a space on your bench, you do not want to have a, a single position player as yep. your backup. You want to yep. have a little bit of flexibility. So you want a Tessie New, you want a Meanie, yep. you want a, a Walsh, you want a Cooler or someone like that yep. to give you a bit of flexibility. Yep, I totally agree. That's a good call. I have them occasionally. Um, <laughs> Case. Bob Jane, so the team art has asked us, uh, what what are your late or what are your super late uh, value picks, if any, rounds fourteen onwards? Rounds fourteen onwards for the fullback position, I just don't think they exist. 
Yeah. I mean, well, I think I think he's he's actually asking it based on just overall. Oh, okay. Just for all all positions. Oh Jesus. So I think there's there's some ones that are going to slip in a lot of leagues. Um, I think guys, we, we were speaking a bit earlier about like Isaiah Katoa. Yeah. I think he's definitely one that will present value towards the back end of the season. But he's nice if you've got a bit of space in your bench um, to to pick him up. Uh, I think maybe guys like um, Tom Gilbert. Um, you'll get him fairly late in the draft. Um, or Ryan Sutton is another one. Um, aside from that, it's um, it's a really tough, tough question. Yeah, and it's hard to sort of fucking come off the dome with all the the names that are just swirling <laughs> around in my head at the moment. Especially with all the beers that you've got. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, I think there's a there's a few guys like Corey Hallsborough, um, Murata Niakora, depends on how he goes. Um, Eli Katoa, uh, if he ends up getting the spot, or Trent Leora, if he gets the, the mm. spot of the storm. Um, Jack Murchie, Jermaine Hoggood, um, where they fit in the Eels, Eels lineup. Um, Jerbo's likely going to slip with that 50 average from last season, so he's, he's definitely an option to pick up. Tarek Sims is down at a 44 average. Roycey Hunt, let's go. Roycey Hunt, he's definitely going to slip. Um, look, there was an interesting point that um, that uh, Brian brought up when we when we caught up with him over the weekend, and he was talking about Kurt Capewell probably not playing the full season. Mm. And they've got a few decent um, decent backups, so look, it might be it might be something to to have a look at to pick up um, one of those guys. Uh, Teague Wilton is one that I yeah, will be looking good. at quite quite, quite heavily as well. But yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much Next it. There's going to be a lot. There's going to be a shit ton of value in the CTWs as well. Um, so Tesla's has asked he's pick five in a 12 teamer grand final round 26 loved what Latrell did at the end of last season thoughts on going with him and then sorting out a solution once the GF comes it all comes down to do you back yourself to make the finals like if you think you you may be struggling <laughs> Bob, Bob Jane's thrown a bit of um, shade to him and said you got to reach the grand final first mate <laughs> um well, no. To be honest, mate, I, I draft for the finals. Yeah, I, I know I'm going to be there, and that's how I draft. You know, if you back yourself for the finals, then you're probably not going to look at him. But if if you've struggled to make the finals the last few years, and you want to focus on that in season form, then yeah, Latrell's your boy. But just I think, think he's the type of player that will get you to the GF. Yeah, for sure. It's just going to make life very difficult to have one of pretty much your top pick absent. So yeah. you might. You might look at um, probably four or five weeks out of the finals. Talk to talk, talk talk some trades with some of the guys who are struggling to make it. And especially if- when you can pick up Teddy or Munster at that pick mm. and not have those worries, but in two guys that also have really good strength of schedules in the finals. Yeah. I just think that's a no-brainer. You've got to take those other guys. Yeah, hundreds. Um, next one. So Jonty's asked us. Um, uh, 
If you miss one of the gun fullbacks in the top 10 picks, is it worth waiting around until round four slash five to get a fullback considering there is so much depth? Yep. 100%, Johnsy. That's that, exactly yeah. what we spoke about before. Definitely a good strategy, mate. Uh, Johnny T has asked, what are we thinking of grabbing a dual position fullback like Lockie Miller or Meany at the earliest? Um, there aren't many good um, dual position fullbacks uh, with them doing Manu and Val the Dirty. Um, so wondering if they're worth a reach, especially as trade bait considering guys like the Turbo and Trell owners, um, if their fullback goes down. And we've seen over the last, like, what, four seasons that Trell's only played, what, maximum of 17 games? Mm. He's played 14 games twice and 17 once. Turbo hasn't played a full season for mm, as long as I can remember. So it's not actually a bad, bad shout. Um, and if... If Meany goes as well as we think he is, um, it, I don't. I don't hate that as a as an option. I love having a guy that I'm playing in my CTW spot that actually plays fullback in real life. I it's, love that. It, it's it's sexual. Yep. Um, and I think the only uh, only two options that that will be doing that will be Lockie Miller and Meany. Yep. The only one that plays for a quality side, Meany. Yep. I'm happy to reach from Nick Meany. Like, if you want to go mm. late round four, round round five, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you want to get Meany, I think you're going to have to spend that late round four pick. Yep, yep. Which is yeah, I think that's fine. Yep. All right. Uh, next one, Big Mick. He's asked, "Hi boys, I'm pick yep. ten in a ten man draft. I'm really liking Dewey this year. Thoughts on reaching for him round one." Who would you pair with him? I don't oh, look. I don't mind the play. Pick. I'm big on Dewey, and the more that I dive into Dewey, I'm big on him. It's a it's a believer play, isn't it? And yeah. I'm back I'm, I'm all about that. Yep. Back and your, back your guard. And look, you you pick ten in a ten man league. That's what he said. So he's got the yep, turn. That's right. So he's, he's got, got ten and eleven. He's got the turn pick. So you can you can partner you know a five eight with a two RF, or you can go um, a five eight and a half back like. Hughes or DCE or something like that, um, or you know one of these top tier CTWs, Joey Manu, Brian to- or someone like that with Brian uh, with Adam Dewey. I don't mind mm. it. I don't mind the play to be honest. Like I said, it's a believer pick, um, yeah. and I love guys that back their gut. Yeah, and look, you, you go those two halves. So you go like a Dewey and a Hughes, or a Dewey and maybe like a Grant or something. The value that you're going to be getting in your um, third and fourth pick, which will be what pick thirty and thirty-one. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be pick thirty and thirty-one. You're going to be picking up a guy like Lane, guy like Young, guy like um, uh, Firma, or someone like that that is a, has got high scoring potential. So I don't think you miss out on that um, that real good quality strike to RF. So. Definitely not a bad play. Yeah, I like it. And then, of course, you know, we've talked about the value that pre- presents itself in the hooking uh, and the fullback spot later in the draft. So, yeah, it's not a bad strategy, to be honest, is lock down your halves early on. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I, I, I didn't actually didn't actually consider drafting him that early, but um, it's not the worst strategy in the world because the scoring potential is there. Mm. And that, that's all we've got from the Patreon. All right. Fuck the there boys. Was, there, was a few, there was a few. The, the boys got, and girls went in. hard. 
All right, these are the questions from our Instagram. We'll try and fucking fly through this as quick as possible. Is getting a Gutho, Will Kennedy, Walsh in round six, seven-ish the play? Look, if you can get any of those, if you can get Gutho in round six, you've done really well. That's not going to happen. Yeah. He, he will He will be going round round three, maybe the turn in round four. I do like Kennedy and Walsh in round six, round seven. That's, that's nice. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's sort of that... Oh, mate, pick 60-plus for both those guys is sexy. Um, <laughs> what's this? I can name all 54 countries in Africa. Also, why is Wook still on the pod? Dead set passenger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair play, mate. Fair play. I love, I love sledges coming through the questions now. This is, this is all time. This is – we've reached it. We've reached pinnacle. <laughs> <laughs> the peak sledges. Uh, thoughts on the drink water at 10th, 11th pick. It's a reach, but again, believe a pick. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you back yourself, I did say earlier that I wouldn't be surprised if he averages 75. And if he averages 75, then yes, it does put him at that 10, 11 pick. Yeah. Um,. Where will the value rear its ugly head and force you to grab trail mitt round 26 final? It's different for us, bro, because we're a betting league, so it doesn't mm. really worry me that much. If, you, if, you're not, if you're not a betting league, I, I think he slides back to where we had him like last season, which was around pick seven. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, if he, if he can get trail on the turn and you're, you've got a round 26 final, it's hard to... Let him slide past there. Uh, look, you, you gotta, you gotta go for that. With that value, you never, you'll never be picking up an eighty average player. Fuck. The thing is, man. Like, if I'm, if I'm just in a standard draft comp, I just don't think I draft him. Mm-hmm. If my grand finals round twenty six, I just don't think I do it. Yeah. Because I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think of like, right. I'm coming in. It's round. It's round 18. I'm really starting to think about finals now. And I'm looking at that and I go, oh, that's right. This cunt's got a buy in my grand final. <laughs> Fuck. And then you start yeah. going, right, who wants the trail? And everyone goes, are you fucking serious? It doesn't play the grand final. Why would I Why would I have the trail? Or they, yeah, exactly. they'll, they'll lowball you with stupid offers. And yeah, I don't want nothing. that. You get nothing, bro. I don't want that scenario for myself. That's just yep. that's no good. Um, Xavier Savage, how should I feel about drafting him? Very good. Can't very, be higher very, on Sav. Very good. Yeah. Um, so you get Pappy second or third round. Is it worth taking many to accompany that? Yep. I t- oh, talked about this. Yeah. Yep. yep. Just ba- that that stack is lovely. So, um, yeah, I won't go on about it again, but, yeah, I outlined it before, and it's, I don't mind the play at all. Uh, drafting second, top five fullbacks go early. Do you reach for an Edwards-Gutho on the turn? Drafting no. second? No. No, he, he's, he's saying on the turn, so um, he's going to pick second, and then he'll get the oh, pick. Yep. Well, whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. No. Nah. If Gus, I mean, his his return pick will be like twenty. No, eighteen. No, I don't. I don't like that. Nah, nah. That's a bit early for him. I think. Nah, maybe Drinky will be there though. Who knows? Drinky, Drinky's definitely worth worth around that, that value. I like that a lot, mate. You, your worries are over. You've got Nico or Cleary, so 
<laughs> exactly. I don't know what you're concerned <laughs> it's about. Who the fuck cares? Um, fuck. Last question. How late can you leave it to pick up a 60-plus fullback? Um, I think you'll probably round be able seven? to get one. 60-plus? 60 60, between 60 round, and 70 round, picks? I think round six and seven, yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think a that's, nice... That's probably where where the guys that we're talking to, to get around that average, so like your meanies, your, um, your Reese Walsh, well, mainly your Reese Walsh, Kennedy and, and Lockie Miller. And Savage. Like, you know, those guys will drop around. Uh, maybe yep. Savage. I think Savage will be able to get a lot cheaper than that. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, love it. I think in most leagues except ours, Savage is probably going to... You can leave him maybe until around nine. Mm, shit. That's, but that's so much, so much value though, yeah, isn't it? That's wild. I love that. I love that. All right, that's the questions done. This is almost a two-hour podcast, so let's start <laughs> wrapping this up. Uh, get those five-star sledges in, guys. Remember, uh, we're shutting it down on Valentine's Day, and then Walker and I will pick the winners. Just know that when you put your sledge in, sometimes it can take up to like three, four, five days for it, for me to see it. Because mm. iTunes has to, I don't know, review them or something. Review they? it, they yeah. Make, they make sure they don't they don't have swearing and stuff in it. Yeah, exactly. Which is mate, some of the sledges might have been knocked back. I don't know. Probably knowing you, fucking degenerate <laughs> rubbers. But um, yeah. So just know that. So like, don't leave it too late. Um, of course, if you want to be in a draft league, just ask. I'll put you in one. I'll start. I'll start putting some leagues together um, this week, so you've got a bit of time to sort out your draft days and times and stuff before kickoff. Mm. Um, and as always, Patreon, go check it out. Uh, it's a dip in, dip out policy, so it costs you five bucks to have a look at it. If you don't like it, fuck off. It, it, it no skin off, <laughs> no skin off our nose, no sweat off my sack, baby. But I'm telling yeah. you, you'll, you'll pay five bucks. Then you'll have to tap it with a cold spoon because you will be aroused. Yeah, there's there's plenty there's plenty of stats and look, um, we've got enough there that whatever peaks you fancy, you it's there for you. Yeah. So when we get into the the proper season, there's going to be matchup. Wait um, until match you basically. can't see the stuff in the regular season. Yeah, the regular season <laughs> stuff is what it's all about. So oh. we've got some we've got some good stuff here in the preseason, but it's the it's the in season stuff that we've um, we've worked in the off season for. Yep. 100%. Um, and again, I'll just reiterate the tipping comp, the weekly rub down tipping comp, ESPN footy tip app, or go to footytips.com.au. Search the weekly rub down, sign up, it's free to sign up. Blue Bet putting 200 bucks up for the winner. It's a winner take all. Get in there. Let's get as many rubbers in there as possible and have fun with it. Money for old rope. That Easy. is ridiculous. Easy. Surely, surely you guys back yourselves as tippers out there, please. Yeah, exactly. Alright bro, let's get out of here, that's it. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than most things. You're damn right, we're gonna catch us next round on the weekly rubdown. You You can take me down! I've seen it all! Get that in here.